Get new pineapple fritters and pineapple sundae at Macca's. This is the Dan and Christy podcast. New Year's resolutions. Do you always have one every year? So I said to myself, I was like, the whole thing of New Year's resolutions is now no resolution. That's my resolution. But then I changed my mind. You know, I was like, no, I still want to do one. New Year, same old me. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) But this time around, I thought, you know what? Let's just be practical with New Year's resolutions. Let's let go of all that bull where you have to Mm. kind of create unnecessary and unrealistic expectations of yourself. Mm -hmm. So I wrote down three things which I thought might be viable achievements, stuff that I I like to do now, and it's mostly family-based. I have two small children, Hendrix Mm -hmm. and Harley, they're eight and nine, and, and of course I'm married to Happy Justin. And so the first thing on the New Year's resolution list is this. When we have a family dinner... No more phones at the table. And I'm talking mostly for myself. The kids will have their iPads, but I hate when they're on the iPad. So get rid of that and do that thing where you go around in a circle and you say, hey, like, what are you grateful for? I think that's pretty cool. I mean, when I was growing up, we always had to say grace and then we had to do, like, Bless the hands that prepare, and all this what? is what we had to say growing up. So I thought something simple like that. Bless the hands that prepare. Oh, it was such right. a whole thing. I mean, yeah, the the upbringing that I had with religion and stuff. So was it? Yeah, are you going to do the same with your kids? <laughs> well, yeah, they're like right they into Jesus, right? Well, you got to have a digital detox. It's better for your mental well being. You got to right. prioritize that because sometimes you hang out with people and there's no face to face interaction whatsoever. Yeah, they're it, just looking down the whole time. Exactly, and it's mm. not serving our kids. And so I said, let's do the whole "What are we grateful for?" thing. So mm. look, we haven't started it yet. But today's the 15th, so That's today as good it's as as any. today. What about yeah. you? What um, else you got? I, I put down uh, stroke my beard and, and just genuinely <laughs> reflect a lot more. I did say beard. I'd like to grow a bigger beard in 2024, okay. like a big Santa beard, so Cute. I can get some work around Christmas. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just stroke a beard reflectively, I think, is my New Year's resolution. You know what? Mm. I like a beard for a guy. Don't shy away from that. You've mm. got a rocking beard. Producer Maddie's got one, too. They he's look good. He's got a beautifully, uh, he's got a mane, don't you? Matthew, you've got a beautiful mane. Thank you. No, you're right, and I appreciate that. <laughs> so, do you reckon I could grow it bigger? Absolutely. Go, yeah. Just yeah, you might have to start colouring it, though. Hey, she's yeah, been great. It is going a little bit great. Thanks for pointing that out, <laughs> especially to our new listeners. They didn't know. <laughs> now they do. Big hidden secret. Um, yeah. I've also got on this list. Now, mm-hmm. I thought this was pretty cool. I said to my husband, hubby Justin, "Honey, when you get home, I have something really sexy waiting for you." Right. And when right. that man walked in the door, what? I have a big list of cleaning chores on a blackboard I created a cleaning schedule for us. And before you say anything about how lame that is, if I got home and my husband had created a cleaning chores list for us, I would think that was like the hottest thing any guy could do. (laughs) You reckon? Yeah. I would uh, divorce you immediately uh, if I could see that on the wall. Even I got a calendar because, and it was kind of like a subtle hint at my wife to say, she never looks at the calendar on her phone. Well, maybe she's busy. And never knows what's happening. the two girls, maybe mm. she's, you know, there's a thousand things going on. Mm-hmm. There's a hundred thousand things, but it also said to her, like, get your crap together because uh, you never look at the calendar. Uh, mine was to also, and, and this is an important one, drink less alcohol because over Christmas, mm. oh, geez, I had a lot of Baileys and a lot of uh, eggnog, I'll tell you that much. That's a good one, and mm. a lot of people do. And mm. you know what? There was always this thing of, um, obviously, there's Feb Fast, which people encourage, but now mm. the whole thing is, Yes, you. We all drink a lot. Well, not all of us, but a lot of people at Christmas time because it's the silly season, and you mm-hmm. have the cocktails and you have the glass of wine because you're socialising more. But in January, even if you can't completely stop, but just having that moderation, just that one mm. glass or just that one drink with a friend, like pull back where you can. You know, 
you don't need to. It's it's kind of the old thing now, and I really do it's applaud yeah. the, the Gen Z with mm. this. They're not going out and completely writing themselves off all the time. I like to see young kids at the at coffee shops having a latte together, mm. you know. You don't need to go out and drink it. That's it. There's a sober, curious movement yeah. out there. So maybe try that in January. And also, uh, you also have to get fit over this time because I also ate uh, everything <laughs> in the world over Christmas. So I'm a bit of a tub scout. No, I actually not. look like Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, maybe by the end of Christmas I will be. Aussie Angus Deluxe with beetroot is back at Macca's for a limited time. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Yum, yum, yum. Hit Breakfast with Dan and Christy live on the Listener app. And tonight, Gladiators, are you ready? I know the hosts are because Liz Ellis, the greatest netball player of all time in the history of the sport, joins us because Gladiators is back 15th of January, 7.30pm on 10 and 10 Plane. She joins us right now. Liz Ellis, good morning. Oh, Dan, hello. You're the greatest radio announcer in the history of all time. Thank you. Uh, um, Thank you. Did yes. he pay you to say that, list? I did. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so glad this is making a triumphant return to Australian screens because I love this mm. as a kid. I don't know if you were the same, Liz. Oh, look, I'm so old that I wasn't a kid, actually, when this premiered. So I, I was a grown-up, but I loved it when I was when I was a grown-up. I, I, I took my kids along to one day of the filming and they were so so into it. So they've already got their favourite. Yep. They can't wait for tonight to happen. And I'm hoping that kids all over Australia are the same. Oh, no doubt they will be, Liz. It is really exciting. I love that they took an old show and have made it, you know, have reinvented it. Um, and obviously, you know, you're such a superstar, Liz. You mentioned taking the kids to work. Do your kids, because I want to know mum to mum, no matter what I do, my kids are never impressed. When your kids are watching you film Gladiators and like being this superstar in tonight when Gladiators are, is on, are the kids going to be impressed, do you think? No, nah, they couldn't care less about me. I, really just, <laughs> I, I am simply a conduit to yeah. the people who they want to meet. So, like, my little girl loves netball, and I, I, try, I have tried to sit down with her and watch YouTube uh, videos of me playing, and she is not interested, rolls her eyes. All she wants to know is who, which netballers can I introduce her to, and so much so that one day I walked into my office and there was a little thumbnail that I could see of a netball player in a gold uniform, and I thought, oh... He's downloaded a photo of me to make us her little screensaver, and it wasn't. It was the current goalkeeper for Australia's Australia. Sorry. <laughs> well, maybe so you should go on me. Gladiators. Maybe you should be one of these David versus Goliath, you know, Aussie <laughs> contenders. Have you actually been you on the course? <laughs> no, they won't. They wouldn't let. They wouldn't let Bo and I on it because oh. of you know insurance mm. uh, and things. And also, we're clumsy. So um, <laughs> no, I would have loved to have to have done it, but now. You know, I'm a menopausal woman. Imagine taking all those hormones onto the gladiator's course. Someone would die. Oh, Liz, I reckon you'd win. You're a driven mum. You can do anything. You could do this. <laughs> now, tell us about the gladiators, because back in our day, there was Tower, there was Vulcan. I know Storm was one of my favourite, and Flame. We've got a whole bunch of new gladiators now, don't we, in 2024? We do. It's funny. Everyone wants to talk to me about how much they loved Vulcan. So <laughs> we've got a heap of new, of new gladiators. Oh, look, we're talking about my kids, so I'll start with their favourites. My little boy loves Maximus, and Maximus has the biggest quads on any human ever, so you'll have to watch out for him tonight. You'll find him pretty easily. Yeah, and I've got, I've got the glutes, loves... actually. I should be yeah. honest. You yeah, Dan is actually Maximus. Piece off them. Yeah. Oh, really? Gluteus Maximus. Maximus Gluteus. Oh, I'd like to see a photo of that. Anyhow, no, All right, uh, it's sliding into your DMs right now, Liz. Yes, thank you. Thanks to keep the old lady happy. Uh, and my, little, my little girl loved arrows. Uh, and look, I love Chaos, and Chaos is um, she's the strongest woman you're ever likely to meet. She's got crazy hair, she's got a crazy persona. 
She's fantastic. Look, look, and we all just, look, Bo and I really were lining up for the attention of both Halo and Phoenix. So Halo is this unbelievably gorgeous woman who is also, like, she's an MMA fighter, she's a stunt woman, she can do everything, but she just looks really angelic. And Phoenix um, used to be a rugby league player, beautiful, tall, the most amazing eyes. So we all just competed really for his affections on set. <laughs> and he gave us nothing. <laughs> You must like, Liz, um, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I like this, and I, I'm assuming you will too, that this show for the next generation is actually about, you know, people doing sport and working really hard on television. It's not just being famous, you know, nothing wrong with being TikTok famous or anything like that, but I think it's great that we're showing kids out there that they're getting, you know, fitness involved and they're doing things like that. It must be nice to be able to show the next gen some good role models. Uh, it was, and the thing that we really, that Bo and I were really conscious about bringing to the show, it is an entertainment show, and it's heaps of fun, and hopefully that sense of fun really comes across. But what we really wanted to lean into was the fact that for these contenders, they were pitting themselves against these superhuman gladiators, and for them it's like a World Cup, so we had to respect the fact that they were getting out there and competing and being physical and strong and working really hard, and then around that is some great entertainment. So... Yeah, look, that is, it is fabulous, and, and I think that what the kids will see is that there is a place for every body type, and as long as you're out there having a go, that's all you can do. That's it. It's the ultimate test, speed, strength, stamina, agility, power, especially in the glutes, and all the favourite challenges are back, aren't they, for 2024? Oh, they are. And, yeah, the biggest test, it's all that physical stuff, but it's heart, and you'll see contenders who do really well because they've got more heart and they don't give up, and, oh, my God, some of the... Some of the trials are amazing. So there's um, things like the pyramid. The pyramid is back. Yes. Oh, with, I remember that. Yeah, remember that? It's a kilometre of vinyl to build it. <laughs> oh, jeez. So hell. many vinyls died to make that pyramid. Um, <laughs> it's the vinyl countdown. And, uh, exactly. Oh, I like it. Boom, cheers. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and, and Jewel, where you stand up on top of these yeah. podiums, three metres in the air. Actually, they let Bo and I do some hosting from the dual podiums and I had the shakes the whole time so God knows how you stand up there and get beaten around the head by a gladiator <laughs> you just think so those two are my favourites but my absolute favourite is Powerball and watch for it tonight it's like rugby league and netball had had a baby and that's it it's fantastic it's the best thing ever oh brilliant well <laughs> the kids might not be impressed by you Liz Ellis but don't worry we definitely are aren't we Dan uh, yeah that's yay. right <laughs> we love you Liz Ellis and we're loving gladiators and can't wait to get back into it it's on tonight 7.30pm on 10 and 10 play but Liz Ellis thanks for joining us and we can't wait thanks. to see gladiators thank you gladiators are you ready <laughs> I'm ready Mike Whitney are you ready Dad and Christy it's the beginning of the new year anyway, mm-hmm. and it's we've been on air a couple of years now together as a team, mm-hmm. but let's play a little bit of a game, mm-hmm. and it's a really original title for this game. It's called the Getting to Know You Game or something, <laughs> something like that. Did you just come up with that? Because that is genius. Was that your, uh, like Matthew, our producer? Did you oh, come gosh, up with that? Oh, gosh, I can't take credit for something that's creative. And <laughs> the Getting to Know You Game. Yeah, good one. I just put it on the show planner. Yeah, I'm really busy, Mum. Yeah. I didn't have time to sit around and think about little details like titles. What about icebreakers? That would have been a better one. All right, then will you take right, over? Well, I've got some icebreakers here. Uh, okay. What day in your life would you like to relive, Christy Hayes? Oh, um, oh, maybe, maybe my wedding day. Oh, which yeah. one? Which one of oh, three? Good one, smart oh, ass. Just waiting for that. Yeah, I've been. Look, I went through a few frogs to find the one, yep. but definitely my my real one. Um, to hubby Justin, we got married, and we got married just the two of us. We eloped. Um, mm. this was COVID time as well, so we just sent out like a link for people to watch our wedding virtually if they wanted to. And it's so much cheaper.
Oh my god, trust oh, me. Yeah. Don't Elope. worry about spending a fortune and having a big wedding. It's nice just the two of you. So I guess I'd do that again because mm. even though it was simple and small, um, it just goes so quickly. You know what it's like when things just happen so fast. Yeah, I would like to go to your wedding too. Um, <laughs> turn up as a celebrant. More, I know. More so than anything. I did watch my wedding. I found like an old di- compact disc of my wedding, which is crazy because it was in 2014, which is the 10 year anniversary this year. It's coming up. Your 10 year wedding so anniversary I'd probably is probably that Jane. day again. But it's so weird looking back at your wedding and looking at all the people who were there, and I would not have hardly any of those people at that wedding like now. See, that's why you should have eloped. <laughs> Ten years, you should have eloped. All right, question two on the icebreaker game. Um, no, it's called the getting to know you quiz. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I thought we talked about this before. We had a whole meeting about this. Yeah. Um, what movie scene is worthy of an Oscar? Oh, I'm glad Dan you asked. Taylor. Um, I do love Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Oh, my God. Are you serious? And I'm a big fan of Miles Bennett Dyson, played by Joe Morton. I don't know if you remember the scene, uh, because they go uh, in the second Terminator, they go uh, back in time to kill John Connor, mm-hmm. which is Sarah Connor's son, who's the leader of the Resistance, because mm-hmm. Skynet has taken over and robots have taken over the world. But uh, Miles Bennett Dyson is the one that comes up with the Terminators. He's He's the innovator of them all. So uh, he's the Skynet boss, and he dies. And, and Spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. I mean, it was 30-odd <laughs> years ago. <laughs> but he does this amazing scene where he's uh, holding a detonation button, and he goes, I don't know how much longer I can hold this. And then just dies. I think and he deserves an Oscar. That, yeah, thank you. That was really good. So that was exactly how he did it. And for those, like, 2% of people that know that movie, they're like, Dan, you've done a really good Miles Bennett Dyson impersonation. <laughs> so that's my movie. What would be yours? That should have won an Oscar. Well, mine's an old one too, right? Mm-hmm. We're kind of showing our age. But every mm-hmm. girl my age, I'm sure, loves this movie. So the movie scene that I think is worthy of an Oscar, mm-hmm. it's actually the whole performance in general. It is Goldie Horn in Overboard. Have you... S- <laughs> no, I have not so seen you, that. Well, there you go. I've chosen a really good Let's movie. Let's not go Overboard. <laughs> what about Miles Dyson? Was he in it? <laughs> so this is Goldie Horn and Kurt Russell, do? her real-life partner. Mm-hmm. She's just an absolute cow. She plays this really rich woman, and then she has to go and live in poverty, and then they fall in love. Like, storyline probably wouldn't happen these days because it kind of wasn't okay. But it's a really good film. She, of course, is Kate Hudson's mum, and mm-hmm. some people don't even know that. You think, oh, my God, no. you don't know that Kate Hudson's mum is Goldie Horn, But mm. you can see and where the... dad's the... tango on and... <laughs> <laughs> You can see where the funny bone is. All right, mm. so you've got the last uh, question. Uh, Uh, Yes. Uh, What are your favourite songs from your teenage years that you still rock out to when nobody else is listening? Oh, you know what? I don't Mm. even care if people are listening. I love the song by the Sugar Hill Gang, Rappers Delight. Oh, I know this song. Yeah! A hippie to the hippie to the And my kids don't think I'm cool. No. This is a cool jam, actually. We should play this in full. Are we allowed to? No, probably not. I'm going to go with a different one. I'm going to go with Nickelback. (laughs) I like a pass around your feet. Do you bring the kids to work? Because you totally did that. We'll buy you breakfast, thanks to Maccas, if you give us a call, 131060. That's right. We are celebrating kids in the workplace. And if you are a business that encourages uh, and supports your employees bringing their kids to the workplace for whatever reason, hats off to you. I think it's a really good and important thing to see, having a bit of um, evolution is not the right word. What am I trying to say? Evolvement. (laughs) (laughs) You know, in an important situation, because it's school holidays at the moment. It is so hard. It's hard being a parent at the best of times. It's hard if you're, you know, a stay-at-home parent, which I've done for many years too, and then you go back to work, but trying to make it all work, and it really does take a village. So hats off to the people that can help the working parents 
make it work. And we mm. did the other day, didn't we? I had to bring my eight-year-old son, Harley, to, to work here at HIT. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, I hope he, he's well-behaved. What do I do? How good was Harley? Oh, he's I swear, so good. kids, when you take them to your office or your workplace, wherever you work, they mm. are better behaved than what they can be at home. Do so you my find kids, that? My kids do this job better than I do, actually. <laughs> they get behind the microphone and just go for it. I'm like, yeah, go for it, Did kids. you ever have to go, you know, with your parents, Marcus and Colleen? Did they ever drag you to work when you were young? They did, because sometimes you'd be sick and uh, other arrangements uh, mm. would happen and it'd fall through. We'd rarely had a babysitter ever. So sometimes I'd go into TAFE with Marcus and he's a fitter and turner. So we were around all this very heavy equipment And you're sometimes. like, I wish I just went to school. Why yeah. did I fake that sticky? <laughs> I just uh, learnt how to use uh, some of the equipment and uh, now I'm a tradie. And I, <laughs> I wear a construction hat at all times. This is what we're asking, 131060. Do you bring your kids to work? So Megan from Ryan, do you bring the kids to work? I do if they're sick, if I get a phone call from the school. Yeah, yeah fair yeah. enough. And, and how does how does your workplace go with that, hon? Um, well, I work in hospitality, so um, they generally just say, yep, that's fine. I just um, get my daughter, who's eight, and she sits at a table, and I you know, get her a drink, some food, and I have an iPad and some pencils and texts, and she's generally pretty good. She'll just sit there and watch me work as I'm going along. Um, but my son, who is now 14, he has come to work with me before. I used to work in a, a coffee van and drive around, and he used to actually help me serve, which was fantastic. Mm. Um, and my bosses were actually really good with that. So, mm. um, yeah, it's not like they're stuck in, like, a, an office or anything like that, being bored. And mm. But, yeah, no, they are really happy to come along with me and stuff like that. So... And See, I have fantastic bosses. My children would be a danger to society. They would be a hazard <laughs> around the workplace. Whereas uh, your, your kids must be well behaved. Yeah, they sound great. Oh, I'm, I'm very sick. I think that was Alexa or, or Google just <laughs> answering the question. It's for one of the us. kids. That's how good they are. <laughs> yeah, good kid. Thanks, Megan. Now, Tamara from Euroa, how are you going? Good, thank you. How are you? Very good, good. Hun. So good. So do you take the kids to the office? Like, how, do, how have you been going with it all? Yeah, look, so I've got a teenage daughter. I have taken her into the office. If she's going to a friend's place or something like that, she'll wait in the office for a couple of hours. But I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> yeah, okay. A, a teenager. Oh, my mm. God. That is my idea. I'm terrified of my kids becoming teenagers, hun. Like, how do you do it? She's savage. She tells <laughs> all my um, colleagues that I wear millennial mum jeans. <laughs> Are they, are they flared, though? Is she yeah, correct? No, they're, they're just a classic high-rise skinny jeans. Nothing wrong with it. They sound hot. She's, they sound great. Oh, look. Oh, I just, yeah, and she calls me Normie Core. <laughs> Does she or really? Normie Core. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. You know what this is, Tan? This is our karma from when we embarrassed our kids when we were little. Like, my mum would take me, she's a school teacher, my mum would take me to the schools with her, and, oh, my God, I embarrassed her in front of her students. It was so good. Yeah, I think she goes out of her way to do the same. It's, yeah, it's, it's interesting, yeah. Well, she clearly hasn't ever been to Supre, so she doesn't know what life's like. <laughs> yeah, bring on the mum jeans. No. <laughs> no, she's a lead. She's a lead. She just shops at up shops and wears those Cosby sweaters and she's living in a bit <laughs> Classic. Rachel from Kyabram, how are you going this morning? Yeah, good, thank you. How are you? Good. We're Hopefully good, I pronounced your suburb properly. Now, do you take yes. the kids to work? Every day. Oh, Every day nice. you take them to work? Yes. What do you do? I'm an early childhood educator. 
Oh, okay. Oh, well, that's easy then. Oh, my God, Rach. I take my hat off to you. We, we're we not worthy. Like, God, what you do, my sister is an early childhood educator as well, and um, it's such hard work. I can only imagine doing that for, for other people's children as well. Yeah. So oh, your kids wouldn't be a danger in the lovely. workplace because they'd just be part of the woodwork, wouldn't they? Yeah, is that how it works? Are your kids just part of the fan there at work? Yeah, yeah. We have a lot of um, staff children come to our centre. I might come to work with you one day too because <laughs> I enjoy playing on all the equipment. The Aussie Angus Deluxe with Beetroot is back at Macca's for a limited time. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Yum, yum, yum. Okay, it's time for our Monday game, mm-hmm. Monday, Monday, 13, 10, 60 if you want to get involved, where we're going to take a celebrity and we're going to combine it with something topical. And so we thought... Tennis. Why are we doing tennis, Dan? Uh, because the Australian Open's on at the moment. Novak Djokovic almost went down, uh, the world number one. An 18-year-old almost beat him. It was a bit of a scare, actually. Dino Prismic. That's probably not how you pronounce it, but I can't pronounce tennis players. But I do love tennis puns. Uh, I try not to take advantage of them. <laughs> I that's, love that one. It's not my fault. We could go back and forth. Um, <laughs> so what is your first pun? Should I give you a drum roll? Can so I have we're a doing drum celebrities roll, please? and tennis. Okay, hmm. so he is the star of the one and only Goodwill Hunting Bat Damon. <laughs> that uh, it's actually a racket in tennis. <laughs> um, you've chosen cricket. There is no bats oh, yeah. in tennis whatsoever. We went and watched what? the tennis of and course, you, there were no bats. Well I just kind of I don't know, bat, racket, rack, rack what better not say Rack, rack. Damon. <laughs> There we go. Boom. All well, right. Shoot, that joke is causing quite a racket, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Let me volley the idea of responding. All right, you ready? Go. Okay. This is the star of I Know What You Did Last Summer, the actress Jennifer Love Leighton Hewitt. <laughs> pretty good. That's so good because you kind of get... Both. Yeah, you get love. two in there, Love yeah. and Leighton Hewitt. I yeah. forgot about Leighton Hewitt and Jennifer mm. Love Hewitt. Mm. They're both uh, lovers. Well, you, one of your friends uh, dated or is married to yeah. uh, Leighton Hewitt too. Beck, Beck Hewitt. Good. Well, Rebecca Cartwright, as she Cartwright, was known yeah. when we worked together on Home and Away, she's mm. a real sweetheart. Leighton always had a thing for her. It was oh, really nice. Yeah. I had a thing for Leighton too. Yes. <laughs> If we okay. met at the same time, we'd <laughs> yeah. be married. You tell yourself that. Now you're stuck here with me. All right, let me redeem myself because I've got one more. All okay. right. Mm-hmm. Combining a celebrity with tennis, he is the star of the day after tomorrow. Oh, geez, this is a stretch. Tennis Quaid. <laughs> you get it. Yeah. I, I mean, that was a bit lullable, Dennis Quaid. Tennis comedian, I would have also accepted. <laughs> Uh, and last but not least, Jim Carrey's first breakout film. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, tennis and celebrities. Ace Ventura, Net Detective. <laughs> That's really good. It's a stretch. Yours are better than mine. Well done. Thirteen ten sixty. if you want to play. Get new pineapple fritters and pineapple sundae at Macca's. This is the Dan and Christy podcast. Dan and Christy. Britney Spears. I don't know about you, Dan. I'm pretty sure the answer is yes, but I mm. love her. I love her. I have always loved Britney Spears. I think she's a phenomenal talent, and I've hated seeing what she has gone through over the years. She's she's Mm. so super famous that she's gone from just being a public profile to public property, and you never Mm. want to see that. But anyway, um, she has done it again. Oops, Britney has deleted her Instagram account. Oh, she's my favourite person to follow on Instagram. With or without the knives. Oh, so good. Oh, maybe with knives. No. Or with a spoon. (laughs) Yeah. Reese. She Uh, was doing that sort of stuff, and um, and you just think, like, where is Britney's mental health at? So her Instagram account 
is gone. I don't know if she's permanently deleted it, but it looks like she actually has this time because Britney Spears has a habit of kind of, you know, she enables it one time and then it disappears and then it comes back. But mm. she has 43 million followers. She said that she has got rid of it. She doesn't want anything to do with it and she doesn't want to make music anymore, ever. Oh, Apparently, well. yeah, Britney talks about this. Mm. She, um, she actually ghostwrites for a lot of songs, and she's done about 20 of them over the last two years. So she won't say what artist she works no, with, and but I she's love just that. written a few. Yeah. She loves just writing songs. She'd mm. be very, very good at it. I mean, I'm assuming that they've done quite well because she talks about it, and, mm. you know, she'd only be working with the best people. And you just think, good. Mm. Britney Spears deserves to have this, this space to herself. She said, I have done music for so long um, at the detriment to my own health, my mental health. I've read her, her memoir, mm. The Woman in Me, and what Britney Spears went through with her ex-husband, Kevin Federline, is horrific. Awful, isn't it? Anyone who has gone through this will know mm. what it's like when um, someone withholds your kids from you. They didn't mm. have court orders. Uh, I've personally had it happen to me myself with my ex. With my kids were kept from mm. me for about four weeks. It was a horrific time. Um, and again, no orders. You know, people just doing things because uh, you know, if your kids are in your care, then you get your child support, then you get family tax benefit. I mean, I don't think Britney Spears is claiming settling over in America, <laughs> but those things are very real, and people unfortunately mm. use the kids as pawns and stuff like that. So. Mm. It looks like she's back to just worrying about her. And that's yes. what she should be doing. Oh, she... definitely, for her own mental health. Absolutely. And she's surrounded by paparazzi. I don't know if you've seen the documentaries about yeah. her life, but even walking out the front door is impossible for Britney Spears. Absolutely. You know, and what her family did to her with the conservatorship was so bad. They controlled, I, get, I kid you not, Britney Spears' father controlled mm. what she ate for two years. She wanted to one day mm. have a burger, and they, weren't, they said, no, you can have chicken and salad. Can you imagine... Being even in this world that we live in now, like this is worse than being in prison. She mm. had no rights to her own meals, for God's sake. Like, mm. just so uncool. Awful, yeah. She came out to Australia, I think this was 2001, and she remember she did the film Crossroads, right? My favourite film <laughs> of all time. Five stars. <laughs> and, um, and I was lucky enough to go to the premiere in Sydney, and she walked the red carpet. She was so sweet to everybody. She stopped and waved and just talked. And she introduced the movie. She would have only been young, and she was mm. so sweet. And you just, she wasn't putting it on. It wasn't this facade for the media or anything like that. Like, she was just a really nice girl. She was like the girl next door, you know? So, she's a bit like that. Yeah. And played that role in the movie Crossroads also. <laughs> and now that she's not on an Instagram, does that mean one of us has to take up the mantle of dancing in our underpants? Dad and Christy! Coffee for your head. We need it every single morning. <laughs> that was you sucking on one. Yeah, sorry, that was a weird it. sound. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> Enough. And what about Stop the it. coffee, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen? Well, uh, experts reckon if you enjoy dark chocolate and black coffee, you could possibly be a psychopath. Seriously? Mm -hmm. All right, you've got me. I love both mm -hmm. those things. You know me, I know. all I drink is black coffee and I love dark chocolate. Yeah, how dark do you go, though? Because there's that dark chocolate that says it's like 74.8%, yep. and then there's like 90% dark chocolate, that kind of thing. I like it because, you know, mm -hmm. when you're cooking a chocolate cake and you have to break off the pieces of chocolate and obviously you get the mm -hmm. cocoa and the darker the better. I've I Okay, <laughs> All right, got to know my audience here. Um, mm. Hang on a second. Mm. Why are you considered a psycho if you like those well, things? Well, uh, if you like strong, black, joyless coffees, um, this is for you. You've got dark personality traits. Oh. Um, so if you genuinely prefer chocolate to dark and uh, the light that can't escape out there, it says you could exhibit psychopathic, antisocial and sadistic personality traits. That's crazy. You know, Scientists. I have um, those. Have you ever done a quiz at home, like at 2 a.m. when you can't sleep and it's like, am I, do I have? <laughs> Serial killer traits. Yeah. Yes. 
Um, I get all those answers correct, by the way. Well, this is what they said. Uh, So they did the preferences of 953 Americans. I think, um, you know, uh, participants were asked about their sweet, sour, salty and bitter food beverages. And they said um, those personality traits of those 953 people uh, were psychopathy, uh, that's narcissism and aggression and sadism. Jeez, or that's say, say dish stick. That's yeah, that's it. Interesting, isn't it? Mm. But you know what? Firstly, um, I think dark chocolate is better than white chocolate. Mm. To me, it's like don't even start unless it's like the Milky Bar. Remember and the Milky Bar Kid? Remember that? Oh, ad? Yeah, that was pretty good. I usually walk into a bar somewhere and just yell that out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the Milky Bars are on me. Uh, but yeah, there's a, a robust relation to both. So oh, you might be a psychopath. That's interesting. Yeah, let's make ourselves uh, some dark chocolate <laughs> and a coffee this morning. <laughs> That was the Dan and Christy podcast. Dan and Christy. Get new pineapple fritters and pineapple sundae at Macca's.